I think the same way that I mean, we're just past Halloween Town, but in a, in a lot of Halloween movies or witch movies, there's like they're natural witches and then the witches who are taught witchcraft. And I want to say like, if it came to cooking, I'm like a natural witch. <laughs> so, I, I, yeah, I guess we can call it a calling. Welcome to Hudson Mohawk Magazine. I'm Marsha Lazarus and I'm sitting here with Jermaine Wright. Jermaine is a personal chef. He's also the owner and founder of Eight Count Kitchen. He is a hip hop dance instructor and the marketing director of a workforce development agency serving youth. Wow, such different roles. And I imagine Jermaine, that each requires very different skills and different talents. It's interesting. I think that each role requires a certain level or different style or different set of skills. But I do think that in many ways, because a lot of them or all of them both use both my creative side of my brain and my analytical side of my brain, that in some way it all kind of works. So you earned a bachelor's degree from SUNY Albany in rhetoric and communications mm -hmm. and a master's degree also from SUNY Albany in organizational communication and branding. When and how did you discover this passion for cooking? So the story I love to share is kind of when the culinary bug bit me, if you will. Um, when I was younger, um, I remember always being a fat kid at heart and a hungry kid at heart. Um, you know, one of the things that my mom always taught me is she said, learn to cook because you never want to rely on somebody or a partner to cook for you. And I thought that that was super important. So I remember back in the day, I grew up in Southside Jamaica, Queens, um, in a low income neighborhood and community. It's interesting because my mom wasn't the type of mom to really make I don't know, a pot of spaghetti for, for the kids. She really was like, I just remember being young and having like, really fancy fishes or, or different types of fish. Um, you know, she would make her own duck sauce for duck. Um, she would, I remember having like orange or mandarin, well, orange slices as garnish on certain things. And I think that that really seeing that growing up is almost, it almost became, I, wanna, I, I don't know, I guess what I was used to, so kind of standard. And it's not like every single plate was fancy, but I know that my mom always put an extra piece of love um, into what she was doing. So I think that somewhere between me loving food, um, me experimenting with food at a very young age, you know, I used to always be the person on the block who would, uh, parents would yell at me because I would go to my friend's house and cook up all their food <laughs> for, all of, uh, for all of their kids and my friends. Um, but then when they realize it tastes good, it's like you really can't do that much yelling. So um, I, I would say some combination of all of those things really um, kind of put me on the map, I guess, or, or awaken that culinary bug that, that bit me. So. And how old were you, Jermaine, when you actually started experimenting with cooking? Yeah, I will say I probably made my first meal at 11, my first successful meal at 11. I want to say I probably first started cooking and experimenting around like eight or nine. I read also that you were selected to be on the Food Network's TV show, All-Star Academy. That is correct. And that you you became a part of Ramey Martin's Circle of Centaurs. So Food Network, long story short, um, I was selected out of thousands or insert large amount of people here uh, to compete against like nine talented uh, home chefs from across 
America or around America. Um, and I was mentored by celebrity chef Robert Irvine during that process, which is cool. He's really tough. Um, so you can imagine I was probably a little bit of the drama on the show. But um, moving beyond that, as far as Remy uh, Martin, so Remy Martin is a cognac brand. And um, they, long story short, there was a circle of centaurs, uh, Remy Martin's hashtag Remy Chef competition. And long story short, you had to submit a recipe of some sort that paired well with their their um, cognac. Long story short, I made like top 100, then I made top 50, then top 10 fast forward, then top five, then top three, and then I won. So, and then with that came, there was a huge press event. Um, and with that came, an opportunity to win a mentorship with celebrity chef and iron chef, Mark Forgione. Um, and then I had to prepare that dish for 300 guests along his entire team um, to celebrate me, I guess, and the winning dish. Um, and I actually received, and I'll just do this because we're talking about it, but they actually gave me like an engraved bottle with my name on it for winning, um, which was pretty awesome. And uh, it was a great time. And, you know, he's still my mentor to this day. You know, I've worked for his restaurant um, most recently called Peasant, uh, which is an Italian wood fire grill restaurant that he kind of um, acquired or took ownership over. So I kind of helped them open it um, right during the pandemic, actually. Um, so I would travel from Albany to New York City every week, couch surf. Uh, literally worked for free, actually, um, because I wanted him to just, it's, it's more about a knowledge and soaking it up and let him know that I'm here for this and not really for the money. Um, and, I, and I hope that that passion and that tenacity speaks volumes to my work ethic, who I am as a person, who I am as an entrepreneur, who I am as the, all of the things. And um, yeah, that that's the whole Remy Martin thing, so... Would you say the culinary skills that you have built was that were those largely gained through the mentoring of these experienced chefs? I think that it's a huge combination, a combination of, you know, I would say that um, things don't happen for us if we don't do the work. And a big part of that is taking time to read books and watch videos and learn and have what I call very often test kitchens um, and making sure that, you know, I'll try it's an interesting thing about me too, is I don't follow recipes. This is an interesting fact about me. I don't. Something about it makes me feel like I'm in a box, which is why I don't net, I don't always do well when it comes to baking because I have to follow a recipe. And if I add one more, or if I add a, a little bit more cocoa powder, the entire recipe is off. So what I would do is I would go through YouTube and just watch a video or two, get it down pat, and then add my own spin to it. Um, you know, back to uh, abstract to some traditional classics. Um, you know, so I would say it's a culmination and combination of all the things. It's being self-taught, it's reading books, it's watching videos, it's practicing, it's um, practicing making progress, not perfect. And then it's also being able to be mentored by these amazing celebrity chefs. Um, and then even some that, are, that aren't celebrity chefs. You know, recently, a lot of people don't know this, but I uh, worked in at Black and Blue for a while in their kitchen. Um, you know, I walked in one day and said, hey, do you need help in the kitchen? I know the industry is down. You don't have to pay me. They paid me, which was nice. But, um, you know, and it was uh, I jumped in and um, they originally had me starting as a prep chef. And then um, I told them, I said, hey, I want to work on the line. And somebody didn't call in and he said, you're on the line. And then there I was on my first station and then doing that um, back to back for a little bit of time. So I would say it's it's all the things. It's working for free. It's learning. It's 
taking time, it's spending time, it's working on other mentors, it's, you know, being courageous and, and having the courage enough to create my own experiences, which I forgot to mention. One of the biggest things about Eight Count Kitchen is our own experiences. You know, if you don't have something special to celebrate or maybe the financial means to afford a luxury service, guess what? I have an event that I'm going to throw for you. We still get an opportunity to taste my food. Um, you know, one I was doing were these supper clubs, if you will, um, or these really small, in, smaller, intimate events called the Taste Of. We did a Taste Of Luxury then we did a taste of soul and then we we're going to continue out the taste of and insert a different type of uh cuisine here taste of mexico taste of italy etc and i have those that i was doing um pretty frequently and then prior to the pandemic i was also throwing arm brunches um which was a huge event which was always sold out with about 75 plus people there where i do a gourmet brunch buffet in front of everybody with unlimited mimosas and you know, champagne and Bellinis and, you know, up until a certain amount of time, there's music and a DJ is dancing, there's vision boards and all types of things. And, you know, I do my intro and my thing and people eat and have a great time. And that's the best way to celebrate who I am as a dancer and a chef by creating a live experience. So watch me cook in front of you where that's part of your experience. You see exactly how we're handling your food, how cleanly we're being. And then you put on some music and we all dance and groove and have a great time. Um, and uh, those are the, those, again, the culmination of all of those things helped me get to where I am.